make your hour of thrive time begins now with your host Jay Maney on the Jay Maney Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I want to welcome those of you that are listening to this program for the very first time. I know that you're going to find your investment of an hour here today to pay major dividends, especially with what we're chatting about today on our, on our program. But you're going to find that this is one of those shows that it's worth revisiting week after week, investing that one hour of time so that you can walk away with implementable, tactical, strategic, actionable thoughts and ideas, recommendations, implementations that you can put to work right away if you are serious about thriving. And today's going to be no different. And for those of you that are returning, I want to thank you for coming back and listening to our program once again. I appreciate all of you that are reaching out to me on all of my platforms, letting me know that you enjoy the show and that you're having a great time listening week to week and that you appreciate that we take this program and after it has its air, that we repurpose it on our podcast platforms. It can be found on our podcast platforms as well, Spotify, iHeart, and all of the other podcast platforms that exist so you can continue to hear our show over and over and over again if you miss it the first time you can binge here all of our episodes on the podcast platforms. In fact, you can visit our show site at the jmamietalkshow.com and there, there are links to all of our prior episodes. It's a library of over 90 amazing, fantastic episodes, all with a unique theme that helps you thrive. So we appreciate you being a part of today's show, whether first time or returning. And by the way, while we're on the platforms, I want to share with you my personal site, my personal site is thejmamie.com. There you're going to find all of my blogs and vlogs and videos and all sorts of goodies, all of my books, my award-winning books. You're going to learn more about that. Also, my Thrive Sales Mastery course can be found there, and that now has been one of the leading sales courses since it became available earlier this year. You'll find that there as well. And I'd love for those of you that want to stay in touch with me to stay connected, get in touch with me. You can find me on all of my platforms. The Instagram and Twitter is at the J Mamie. You can also track me down on LinkedIn uh, with my name and also on Facebook. The J Mamie is the link on the Facebook page. Let's stay connected because there's a lot of goodness is coming your way and you don't want to miss it. And speaking of goodness, today's show is all going to be about habits, disciplines, social skills that are important and critical for you to succeed. I don't think there's enough talk about that. And we're going to dive into that today with our social skills, our etiquette expert, Joy Weaver, is known to be that person that teaches others how to have those etiquette skill sets that are needed to succeed. And make no mistake about it, my friends, if you are Thrive Intended, if that is your goal to thrive, then your social skills, your etiquette skills, they have to be on par with what success demands if you're going to have an experience that is different from what everyone else is experiencing in terms of their social skills and their etiquette skills. So Joy Weaver is going to be joining us today. We're also going to hear from what I call the whiz kids of the internet, the whiz kids of IT. They are going to be returning to speak more about their business. They're a local hero here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Your web guys, Ashley and Richard Kinney, are a fantastic 
power couple that have developed a fantastic business that helps other businesses become aware of not only what they need to do to improve their social media and their web presence, but all those nuances that most business owners aren't aware of that can hurt them and can certainly stifle their ability to thrive if they are not up to speed with the latest and greatest in their ability to have a well-operating website with all of the, the nooks and crannies that make them visible. We're going to hear from them today. That's a very valuable uh, piece of information. So certainly we've got a jam-packed show today, but I want to start this program with chatting about a few things that I believe are so critical today. If you're going to have a thriving experience in really whatever you're pursuing, and what I mean by that is it could be an academic pursuit. It could be an athletic pursuit. It could certainly be a business pursuit. It could be an entrepreneur pursuit. It could be an employee pursuit. It doesn't really matter if you are intended on having an experience that's going to raise the bar on the quality of your life. Then one of the areas you've got to really manage is keeping your eyes on the prize. In other words, staying focused and not losing sight of the things that are critical for your success. I want to share with you a few ideas that I think will help many of you as I title this, this really this Thrive Talk, Keeping Your Eye on the Prize. Here's one of those areas where I think a lot of people get distracted. They, they, had, they experience a, a detour in the things that will work for them in their journey for success. And it's so easy to do that, isn't it? The more ambitious you are, the more driven to what you are, the more goal-oriented you are. Sometimes because of that, we get so blindsided, uh, not really blindsided, but we're blind rather to decisions that we make that aren't in our best interest or activities we take on that really don't further the cause. They kind of take us further away from the cause. So we've got to bring ourselves back and remind ourselves what are the things to do so that we don't lose sight of what's important if succeeding and thriving is what we have uh, intended to do. So here's the first thing. You can't lose sight of doing the things that allow you to become memorable. Doing the things that allow you to become memorable. Don't lose sight that at the end of the day, whatever you're pursuing, whatever you're doing, if you're going to leave a mental imprint or an emotional footprint in the mind of someone else, whether it's your employer, whether it's a customer, whether it's someone you're networking with, whether it's a coach, whether it's a college administration uh, uh, person who's maybe reviewing your, your application, whatever it is that you want someone else to remember you have to act accordingly so that you leave a memorable mental footprint. I think you can't rush through that. You have to be mindful that other people who are possibly doing the same thing that you're doing may rush through that. They may think that their business card or their title or what they do or, or the fact that they show up to work every day, that that's enough to carry them through. And they lose sight of the fact that unless these days, if you're not memorable, if people forget you and forget your application and forget your work and forget your initiative, the minute you leave the door, the minute you leave the room, then you didn't do anything that allowed them to have you, uh, you didn't leave them with any real sincere, memorable experience by meeting you. Does that make sense? Don't lose sight of that. Here's something else I don't want you to lose sight of. Treating other people good. 
We all walk around with a big, big bullseye on our chest, a big target on our chest that says, make me feel special. Make me feel good. Validate me. Let me know that I matter. Tell me I'm special. We live in a validation-starved society. And if you don't believe that, just check out Facebook. (laughs) And just watch all the people that post themselves standing there, smiling, or doing things that are not really interesting, but they do it because it's about the like factor. It's about the common factor. Those folks, for the most part, not everybody, but a lot of people live in this place of validation, starvation. And they do that because they need to have someone say something nice about them, something good about them. And there's no question that today, I believe that more people experience less than feeling good about themselves than they have ever had before. In fact, I believe most people lean towards feeling bad or or sort of negative about themselves much more than they will feel something good about themselves, something positive about themselves. We have that negative naysayer voice that lives within us and it wakes up and, 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 and as soon as we wake up, it wakes up as well. So treat other people good. Don't lose sight that we are emotional beings and we thrive on being told that we are special, that we matter, that we're validated. Treat other people good. It's never about what you say that matters or what you do. Um, It's how you make other people feel along the way. Don't lose sight of that. Here's something else you can't lose sight of. In your pursuit for promotion, your pursuit for progress, your pursuit for profit, you cannot abandon ship on personal care. It's so easy to get caught up with our, uh, our game plan, right? I mean, you've got all sorts of different people that have all sorts of different game plans. And it doesn't matter what game plan you're on. If you're pursuing that with this fervent aggressiveness, it's easy to lose sight of taking care of yourself, of personal physical care, your body physically, getting enough exercise in, nutritional care, making sure you're putting the right foods in your body so you can operate in the most efficient way, emotional care. Making sure that you are saying the right things to yourself, that you are around people that are building you up, not tearing you down. Making sure that your personal care involves psychological care. You know, these days we have a big challenge with a struggle, uh, the struggle of uh, mental illness. And mental illness is a subtle experience. Uh, We think that if we don't see someone outwardly showcasing signs of mental illness, that they must be okay. That is a flat out lie. Someone could have uh, a a severe struggle with uh, a mental illness and it'll all be on the inside and you would never see it on the outside. So taking care of our mental health is so important. Personal care, you can't lose sight of personal care. Let me give you something else you can't lose sight of. You can't lose sight of your creative nature. You've got to constantly pursue the next best version of creativity, of innovation. You can't rest on the laurels of yesterday just because yesterday was a good day because tomorrow, quite frankly, as I say, you can get smoked if you're not keeping on track with developing creative new ideas to promote whatever you're doing or to develop your own skills. Get creative. Don't lose sight of being creative and don't lose sight, for goodness sake, of being a giver. Not a taker, but being a giver. You know, they, all, they, they say that the old, old saying is, is better to give than receive. Well, that is true. 
It is better to give than receive. Don't lose sight of being a giver. And the more you give, the more you'll receive. And the more you receive, the more you should give. Don't lose sight of these incredible aspects that's going to help you thrive, especially in those times and moments when things can get a little fuzzy. Just remember what matters most and don't lose sight of these items and you'll be able to get back on track faster than you can imagine. Folks, we're just getting started. Coming back after the break with social skills and etiquette expert, Joy Weaver. Friends, this is Jay Mamie, and I'm thrilled to announce that our merchandise site is now open for business just in time for the holidays. My inspirational quotes, encouragement words, and thought-provoking phrases can be printed on a number of very cool items to help you stay in thriving mode. Make sure to visit my website, thejmamie.com. Look for the store link. Check out the items. Once again, that'll be at thejmamie.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. About to have a fantastic conversation in studio, which I love guests when they come to the studio, Joy. Um, we're going to have a fantastic conversation that I think today is so critical because we don't see enough people practicing the art of social etiquette skills, of social skills and being etiquette. I, I think it's the lost, it's a lost art, really, or a lost skill. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to do that with an expert in the field. Joy Weaver, as I mentioned in my opening, is a social etiquette expert. She's been featured in USA Today and Southern Living, the Dallas Morning News. You can't go very far in this subject without having to pull up Joy Weaver's name because she is the go-to person. She's also a best-selling author and she's a notable and a sought-after speaker, but she's here today on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. So Joy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. I have been looking forward to this. Well, so have I, and uh, you come way through one of our, one of my, we have mutual friend in yes. common, Katrina Darway, who has been on the show, and actually you and I are going to be on one of her events coming up. We are. She's one of my favorites. I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah. Just we'll coming s- up in a, a little over a week. Yeah, in about a week and a half, and we're going to actually bring that to, to, the, to the show today so people that are local can attend that program, but I'd like to have our listeners get up to speed a little bit on your story. Thank you, Jay. My story, I will say, I feel like many times I'm the most least likely person on the planet to teach etiquette. I was born and raised in a small town in West Texas, did Mm. not know what the word etiquette meant. Mm. I worked for a large firm and we were heavily involved in customer service. So I knew customer service inside and out. And one day a school in the community asked me to teach an etiquette class for an after-school program. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, of course, when you're in customer service, the answer is yes. But (laughs) had no idea what I would teach. So I started looking around for an etiquette class, could not find one. Six months later, I kept putting them off. Six months later, I found a small class called Pink Lemonade. I paid Mm -hmm. the lady, what I thought was an arm and a leg at the time, to teach me just basics. And I thought, how could I have not known all of this information? So I took it back. I went uh, across the street to the school and taught the the sixth graders. Mm -hmm. And... The little kids, when I came in, they said, what are we doing? Oh, no. And when I left, they were saying, Joy, Joy, Miss Weaver, when are you coming back? Mm. And that's exactly what I see Mm. in executives now. Mm. I go into the businesses and they say, what are we doing? And then when when I leave, they say, 
why have we not done this before? Mm. This is the cherry on the top of everything. Because how do you know what you don't know? Mm -hmm. You've never been taught. No one's ever brought it up. And so then after you go through my programs, a socially savvy session, an hour, two hours, four hours, all day long, then you understand the power of your soft Mm. skills. Jay, 85% of our success in life is due to our soft skills. So when you think about being behind the computer, on the phone, or even in person, think about what an impact we have just with our social Mm. skills. And so for big businesses, they see that, that good manners, great etiquette equals big business. It's lowers their employee turnover Mm -hmm. it lowers their customer turnover it creates a positive work environment and so for big businesses they look at their return on investment and they say why have we not done this in the past you know one of the things that amazes me as as you're sharing that um joy is that a few weeks ago well actually a couple of months ago we had sharon lecter sharon lecter is a guru of financial literacy and her and i were chatting about where the academic world has fallen short, especially grade school, but specifically in high school when you're working with young adults or those that are going to be young adults and then college, obviously. They don't teach enough in those, uh, even today, they don't teach financial education at all. It's a very small part of the curriculum. But another uh, small part of the curriculum, if any at all, is etiquette skills. That's Why right. do you think academia doesn't pay attention to the skill set that is the the the, the main... Uh, ingredient for success the main and you've nailed it the main ingredient for success because what if you could outclass the competition you could go in and ace the interview and get the job i will have to say smu cox uh, school uh, cox school of Mm -hmm. business hired me for several years to come in and polish up their students because actually they were graded on how many students they place in business mm. and so if they can get them a job that's a, that's a great reflection sure, on them sure. and so that's what we did for years and years is I would go in and help them and they said this is the secret to success in life and I say why in the world are we not teaching this in the first grade correct why, and and parents don't know it so how can they teach their children this the rules of etiquette were taken out of schools in the 1950s and so Every generation or every, well, I should say every generation Mm -hmm. after that, uh, someone might say, well, I remember my grandmother taught me this, or I can't tell you how many people line up and say (laughs) my grandmother taught me this, but that is really what people think about etiquette is their their grandmother. Mm. And it's so much more than that. That's why I call it socially savvy, because basically it sounds like a gray-haired granny with a ball in the back of their head. It's etiquette. Right. Right. And it truly is just the power of your soft skills. The In the business world, uh, when you look at statistics, 70% of job-related stress is due to the people that we work with, our coworkers. It's not those crazy clients out there. It's the coworkers that we work with. And out of that, 40% of us will get our resumes together and go to another firm. We will go to another job. And guess what? When we get there, what happens? The same thing. Yeah. The same thing. We find that person that's driving us crazy. They just have on a different dress, a different suit. Mm-hmm. And so what if we could learn? I always say, life is like a fine dance. What if we could dance together without stepping on each other's toes. Mm. Wouldn't that be amazing if we could all get along? And it's basically very 
simple things. Mm. It's not some big fancy, um, big fancy tricks. It's the basics. It's the basics. And on my website, justasjoy.com, I have the whole menu mm-hmm. and it's everything. For, and people think that people think that etiquette is dining. Right. That is a dot on the map. That's exactly right. That is a dot on the map. And and really, it's all about first impressions. It's about mingleability. It's about tech etiquette. Yes. That's one of the things I want to talk about. Uh, You hit three things. Mingleability, one. Also, uh, social skills that are beyond dining, right? Because you may have folks that are listening and say, well, I'm not really a big diner, and that's not really. So they tune out. Now, I don't want them to tune out because I want them to understand that social skills and social etiquette even extends to as far as how do you have an effective uh, conversation with someone where you learn how to intercept at the right time. Also, listening skills is a major part of being socially etiquette, um, being able to have uh, a sense of when uh, is it okay to speak, when is it uh, okay not to speak. So let's talk about that. How is listening such an important social skill? I'll tell you what you just said. Listening is the number one skill that executives are looking for when they're hiring people Mm. because listening is a lost art. Typically, people are all about themselves. We say we're all about, oh, me, me, me. Let's talk about me. Oh, I'll quit talking about me and let me hear you talk about me because we're (laughs) such a me society. But if we can listen, people will tell us what they want us to talk about. We're looking to get that client we just listen long enough. They will tell us what their interests are, mm-hmm. and then we can tap in to uh, what we need to talk to them about. Uh, if the first two seconds they start talking about their family or where they w- went on vacation or uh, something that's going on in business, that's what they're interested in. That's right. Don't pull that uh, conversation back on yourself and start talking about you. In my book, Socially Savvy, I say, you know, really— it's all about looking people in the eye. The mm-hmm. eye is the window to the soul. Mm-hmm. If we can look people in the eye and shake our head and read their body language, read their body language. If they are trying to get away like Pepe Le Pew, then let them go. <laughs> let them go. But again, it's all about really reading that bo- body mm-hmm. language and being interested in that other person. Well, you know, that's a great point because I think, it, especially, and I, I speak about this often in my networking events. I do a course that speaks about how to network meaningfully. And one of the things I talk about is learn how to read the other person's level of interest and make sure that they see in you that you're interested in them. Yes. Because if a person feels that that you're interested more in what you've got to say than what they've got to say, That's you're never exactly going to build right. rapport or relationship. That's exactly right. And you know, one thing, I always say my book is evergreen because the rules mm-hmm. of etiquette are evergreen until mm-hmm. uh, this whole uh, cell phones came out, until... I mean, I, I remember when we had pagers mm-hmm. and then that evolved into smartphones, which turned in, you know, to what we have now. And um, there is, there's a whole, that is ever evolving. But other than that, in my book, everything is evergreen, always has been, er, always will be. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you about a client that's actually here in Dallas. And I don't want to say too much, but they had a, they had a, a catastrophe that happened, business catastrophe in their business. And they were a boutique. They are a boutique architectural firm. And what happened was they lost a big deal that they expected to get. Mm-hmm. And when they went to that client and said, what happened? They said, well, you know, when you were in the big meeting, because you always have to get three uh, bids and 
of course, they knew they would get it because they specialized in this particular building that they were making, mm-hmm. that they were building. Um, the, the client said, you know, everybody's at the same level, but there was somebody in your group that said, uh, uh, there was somebody in your group that kept looking at their cell phone. Oh, boy. And so they hurried back and they went back into their offices and they said, okay, young whippersnapper guy that we put on our team because we thought that you would look so good Ivy League guy. You had your cell phone out looking at it during the main presentation. Mm. What in the world were you thinking? Right. You lost the deal for us. And he said, what are you talking about? I was the timekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) And so they lost it over, what is that? A generational difference. That is a generational difference. That was an Isabel. That's a generational difference. So they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. What What else do we need to know? There is so much to know. That is but funny. But the small things, mm-hmm. the small things that we overlook. We're too busy with our calculator. We're too busy with all these fancy things, but we overlook the basics. You know, one of the areas that I think is so critical, especially since our audience here, they're business owners, entrepreneurs, that's who really uh, the show attracts. I oftentimes talk about the the business etiquette, right? Because again, it's not just eating and dining etiquette. But one of the worst things you could do that shows absolutely no courtesy, no etiquette, no respect is exactly what you talked about, although it had a different funny slant towards the end. But if you're in a networking meeting or you're in a meeting and the worst thing you could do is when someone else is giving their 30 seconds or their time that you open up your cell phone and start looking at your emails or texting, it's the it's awful etiquette. And it burns my butt when I see people do that. They don't understand. They shoot themselves in the foot. I don't want to work with somebody who doesn't respect me enough to give me their 30-second attention that they've got to check their cell phone. Isn't That's that right. true? Respect. You just said it. It says, I have no respect for you. If uh, if there is a cell phone and there are more than two people, that cell phone needs to be put away. Not on the table, mm-hmm. not in your lap. It needs to be put away. Mm-hmm. If it is vibrating or if uh, flashing, it's kind of like your baby. You know. You know what's happening and you can take that at the appropriate time. So yes, that speaks volumes. volumes. Yeah. So Joy, when we come back after the break, I want to dive into not only your book, okay, but I also want to dive into how do we recover as a society so that we are now much more improved in this area of etiquette and what would be two or three tips that you can provide and what's the one or two big mistakes in terms of etiquette that you find people make often and we're going to tackle that after the break. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Welcome back, everyone, to the J. Baby Talk Show. Having a fantastic conversation about etiquette and social skills with the guru herself, Joy Weaver. Joy, we left off the last segment talking about the mistakes, etiquette mistakes that you said earlier, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So there's people that are making these etiquette mistakes because they don't know. So let's call out two mistakes that you find people are making probably just because they don't know. Right. Number one mistake is people don't understand the power of a first impression. Mm. Impressions. First impressions are everything. 
So why not show up and make a great first impression? Uh, There is a statistic that says 55% of our first impression is made by the way that we are dressed. Now, if we can't in this society, Mm -hmm. which is so casual, Mm -hmm. if we can't outclass the competition with our dress, then we're in big trouble. Good point. Anybody can outclass the competition by just stepping it up just a little. I always say dress the part that you want to be received. In other words, how do you want to be respected? Then dress that way. How do you want other people to feel about you? Dress that way. Brilliant. And so that is one big mistake. So I say dress the part. Now, another thing that uh, people do is... um, Oh, gosh, this I I cannot leave your studio without saying this. The number one thing that is a big faux pas in my world is calling people out on bad manners. Mm. So that is not Mm -hmm. our job unless I'm paid to do it. Like my husband says, Joy, we have no friends because of you because who wants to go (laughs) to eat with an etiquette expert? (laughs) And then also I always say, if you're not paying, I'm not looking. So I'm not calling you out Mm -hmm. on bad manners because I happen to know which fork to use or I happen to know something that you don't know. My job is to be the very best that I can be, the best and nothing less. Mm -hmm. So my job every day is to show up, well, actually get up, pray up, show Mm -hmm. up, and follow up. Mm. All of those things, very important. You know, you you mentioned something earlier that I thought was so critical. You you work with young folks, right, at the university, uh, teaching the university the importance of etiquette. How drastic of a mistake is it for that brand new, uh, not brand new person, but that person who is uh, pursuing a job, they're interviewing, how awful of an experience are they going to have if they're not up to snuff on their own etiquette skills? It, it is disastrous because the first thing that happens, of course, they have to be on time. One of the things that I always say to them mm-hmm. is that person that's sitting at that front desk, they are the most important person in the company because they are the eyes and the ears of the company. That person that's interviewing you is going to walk straight up there and say, what what, what was your first impression of them? What were they doing? Were they on their cell phone all the time? Were they courteous to you? Were they nice to you? So when you do go back for that interview, don't just go plop down somewhere. When you get there, ask, where should I sit? They will probably tell you, but if they don't, ask, where should mm. I sit? Look around the room. See about their office, what they're all about. Then that's what you're all about. So research them, Mm -hmm. research them in advance, know their story, who you're interviewing with. When you get out of there, you follow up first thing. Technology can be your best friend or your worst enemy. So what can happen is you can go right straight to your car and follow up with them with an email right there. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. And then you go home and you write a thank you note. And there is an art to a thank you note. And so people really don't know about thank you notes and the power of thank you notes. But I will tell you, I will tell anybody the secret to success in life is a thank you note. Mm. Uh, I have a friend, John, I won't say his last name, and he runs a big company. His next door neighbor's son needed a, a job for the summer, big intern job at a big company. So he felt for sure he would get it because, of course, uh, they had a connection, mm-hmm. relationships or okay. everything. He interviewed. He did not get the job. So his friend came to him and said, my son didn't get the job. What happened? And he said, well, first of all, he wasn't dressed apart. And secondly, he did not write a thank you note. All of the other kids coming in for the big internships dressed the part and followed up with us. So what does that tell you? It is the power of first impressions and follow up. Extremely important. 
Well, you said it earlier, 15% of success is the technical stuff. Yeah. The I call 15. it the tangible skills. 85% of the intangible skills. And uh, it's amazing how such a uh, such an, an important component of success is what people least practice. So it's amazing. Let's talk about your book, Socially Savvy. What inspired you to write this book? Oh, I had a segment on Good Morning Texas for nine years. Every month they would ask me to come in and we would do it a little Just as Joy segment. And I had all of these lists and mm-hmm. they were invaluable, invaluable because they had all of this information and it was easy to read, tips and faux pas. And so I put it into a book and I put many more tips in there. So it's it's into three sections, business, social, and manners for minors. Every, my first client was the world's largest construction firm. Can you believe it? I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I studied the Protocol School of Washington, D.C. I was certified there. Because you can't just read a book on etiquette and go, right. oh, I'm certified. Right. So I was certified, came back, and I thought, I'll be speaking to beautiful women in country clubs. And the first call came from the world's largest construction firm. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know what to think about it. They hired me for three days. I had no idea that was a long presentation. I just thought this was the way it was going to be. And sure enough, uh, they asked me for my book. Well, I didn't have a book. So that's what jump-started me to put all of this together. I said, what would you want in a book? They said, our employees are business people. They're social people. They're also parents. So could you put together a book that would be uh, perfect for that audience? Mm -hmm. Sure enough. Uh, the manners for minors is, that's the very last part. What should parents know to teach their children at five years old, at 10 years old, at 15 years old, to equip them to go on uh, to be more successful? The business part is everything from riding on a private jet to acing the interview, how to dress. And Jay, I tried to make this book funny because people think that etiquette is stuffy and it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, it is just practical, and this is a fun tip book. You can get it on Amazon. You can email me, joy at justasjoy.com. I will I will make sure that you get one in your hands. There's a down the street. You will find them uh, just about anywhere. And uh, the great Zig Ziglar endorsed my book. I saw that. Oh, That's pretty amazing. awesome. Yes, yeah. and he called me. I'll never forget. He called me and said, I don't want to just endorse your book. You know, he had the voice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to just endorse your book. I want to highly endorse your book. I remember where I was sitting when I was reading the whole thing because it was such a a landmark moment in my life. And so that really has been just one of the biggest blessings. But the beautiful thing about Socially Savvy, it's easy to read. You don't have to read a story and try to figure it out. It's tips and faux pas in 52 different situations. Wow. Uh, just story after story after story about people who um, they were able to be successful because of the tips in this book. Basics. Just the basics. Joy, my son is 12 and a half years old. And wherever he goes, he just lights up the room there's so many people that say, what a great young boy, so polite, he's so funny, he's so uh, courteous. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not the same kid who lives at home with me. <laughs> <laughs> Whose kid is this? But it's uh, it's part of what we've taught him is not only modeling me, but also just knowing as I raise him up uh, the right way that um, you 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 begin your first impressions of people 
the minute you walk into the room, and it doesn't matter that you're 11 years old, 10 years old, 12, people are going to form an impression of you immediately. So you have to leverage that. So I tell them, smile, be bright, and use their last, if they give you their full name, Mr. or Mrs. And so he always addresses Mr. or Mrs., whoever he meets. Um, and I always make sure that I introduce, if it's Mrs. Uh, Joy Weaver, this is uh, Mrs. Joy Weaver, uh, Caleb. And he'll, he won't say Joy, he won't say Mrs. Weaver. And they, people love that. That boy, I want to go on tour with him because <laughs> I saw him. I saw him on your Facebook page. He is delightful. <laughs> and I will tell you, that says a lot about you and your wife because manners are more caught than taught. You can exemplify that. Mm-hmm. And I figured that out long ago. I can teach manners to kids all day long. But if I send them home and their parents don't know, That's then right. what difference does it make? Absolutely. What difference does it make? Absolutely. Very, very important. Joy, where could people learn more about you, your book? Kind of share that with us. I am, I have a, and, and I want to say this very quickly, just to backtrack a little. I want people to make sure that they look at their social footprint that tells a lot about who they oh, are. Absolutely. And so anyone who out there who's listening, when you're talking about your kids wanting to get jobs, they better clean that social media footprint up mm-hmm. and make sure that it's sparkling clean. But as for mine, it's sparkling clean. And I would love for you to join me on Facebook, Socially Savvy Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, you could join me, Joy Weaver on LinkedIn and so really any social media platform. And again, my book, Socially Savvy, and then my website. Oh, you can learn so much on my website, justaskjoy.com. We're going to put up all of your information linked on our site as well so people can track you down that way. Thank Joy, you. it's been awesome having you. Fantastic. We're going to have you again in the future. Thank you. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. I appreciate it. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Hey guys, your website sucks. At least dealing with it probably does. And your website is the center of your marketing universe. So that's really not good. Your website lives in the weird world of the geek, which is a realm that is almost inaccessible to normal humans like yourself. Since 2004, your web guys have been bridging the gap between small business owners and their web presence. Because at your web guys, we will build your website so you can build your business. Here's the deal. We will go over 268 checkpoints on your website, which will tell you what's wrong and how to fix it. Go to WebsiteHealthCheck.net to get this great value. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jamie Talk Show. Boy, we are rocking it this morning with our Sunday Spotlight Show. And yet another fantastic spotlight joins me in the studio today. You know, I'm a big fan of power couples. I said earlier in the show that we had a show way back in about November that was called Rise of the Power Couple. And we had four fantastic couples that were part of the show who shared their story of working together uh, in order to encourage each other, empower each other, and just get to that next level a whole lot faster. And uh, we've got the same scenario in this third segment of our Spotlight Sunday with Richard and Ashley Kinney, the founders of Your Web Guys, are here in the studio today. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to have us. All right. Well, I'm happy that you're here. Before we get into everything that I want to talk about and the goodness of what you guys do and how you make an impact and how you help businesses and all the wonderful services that you offer uh, to the folks here in Dallas, but really not not just Dallas, anywhere, right? Anywhere. Let's hear your story a little bit to get people up to speed on what you used to do, how'd you meet, and how'd you decide to work together? So um, we we were high school sweethearts, um, got married at 18, which was foolish enough. 
Um, found whenever I was uh, a young married to, to uh, take care of my, my young bride, I needed to figure out a way to earn money and, and waiting tables didn't cut it. Um, didn't want to stay in school. We were done with that. So uh, started, uh, started selling, learned uh, I had a talent for sales, sold everything from used cars to security systems and everything in between. Um, hated outside sales because I didn't like being outside in the Texas heat and knocking on doors. Loved or hated outside, or inside sales because I didn't like the hours. So found online sales where I can work the hours that I want, but I don't have to be outside to do it. <clears throat> so that was the perfect fit for us. Um, started the company because when we moved to a, a small town um, just to open up a, a photography studio, which I'm sure Ashley will talk about in a second because that's her baby, um, found that as we were finishing out the space that uh, all the other folks that were neighbors that were businesses had problems with their website. You know, they'd say, hmm. well, what do you do for a living? So oh, it's a photography studio. No, what do you do? I guess I'm a web designer. And they say, oh, God, thank goodness our website's, you know, domains don't do. And it's like, well, I guess I can help. Um, and that's when I realized that most small businesses are underserved by the industry. Um, the web design industry either has, you know, the small do-it-yourself solutions like the Wix and the Weeblies, which are great, but they're free and you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the next step is the kind of boutique firm in Deep Ellum that charges, you know, 10 grand for a website. And there's really not much in between. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where your web guys comes in. We, we take care of the clients that need the, the, the space between there. And that's, okay. that's the, the, the reason why I opened the company because I needed, I, I found an opportunity. I'm not a geek, but you know, I'm an entrepreneur and okay. it, was, it was just good space for us to be in. So Ashley, you've got a very interesting story. You used to be a nurse <laughs> and now you're stuck in web stuff. What <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Right. <laughs> so that is a really funny story. Basically we've grown up together and I've, I've learned a lot, not just from nursing, back from 1995 and for 11 years, but whenever I uh, decided to go into school for nursing, I actually had that pathway of, can you be a photographer, can you be a nurse, way back in the day, and everyone said, oh, you're a female, you can't be a photographer, and I said, well, you know, I really want to make people smile, so I wound up becoming a nurse and helping people, long story short, 11 years. I got burnt out because I was in charge of everything. Um, no one would take the time to do everything in the office. So I was the one that took over and, and handled everything for the doctors, uh, trilingual prescriptions, post-op, pre-op, neurosurgery, physical therapy, everything in between, and traveling. So what happened was um, basically a patient didn't like that I denied his prescription and uh, tried to drive through the office. And whenever he did, then I was going to put in my notice, which I'd already been thinking about because I had so many patients and I had so many clients for photography. And there was that split in the way where you just choose your path. And obviously the path of making people smile for photography was much easier than someone driving through an office. Mm -hmm. any, um, day. any day. <laughs> yeah, any day. <laughs> that was a fun phone call, by the way. It, uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> terrifying. Um and so the doctor called me in before I could give my resignation and said, I'm going to give you a very hefty severance pay. And I realized that you're right and that I've got to go ahead and retire. He retired off to Vegas, gave me a full year severance after I'd only been there two and a half years, paid me out in full after uh, five years is what I was supposed to get full severance. And he said, I want to make sure that you start your studio. And um, I knew that you were very talented because I decorated his whole office with my photography. 
And um, so that's how we started Kenny Studios and Your Web Guys. We actually started as a studio and a firm in Red Oak together. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the same location as we are today. We just have located from the Red Oak area to the North Dallas. Back in 2014, we moved. We opened in 2004 in Red Oak and moved over in, to North Dallas in the Farmers Branch area to 2014. And we service nationwide and are expanding into San Antonio and Houston at this point and growing wow. teams. Wow. So your roles are very different. Uh, Richard, you do something. You're more the technical guy. something. Right? <laughs> right. yeah. You do something with technical. <laughs> and Ashley does not. <laughs> right. So, so why don't you go ahead and share what you do, Richard, as sure. part of the as part of the, the power team. So so it's hard to tell on radio, but um, Ashley's the exact opposite concept of a radio face. So she is the reason why she is the face and, and the much more pleasant person to speak to um, in, in uh, you know, networking and relationship building. So she's our, our image and branding, branding consultant, as well as our photographer, um, one of several photographers, actually. Now, initially, it just made sense to have a photographer on staff, um, and that just blossoms like so Ashley's much better than just a photographer. Um, I personally um, don't do much of the geek stuff anymore. Um, you know, originally, I was, I was the one writing the code when it was just kind of my day job. Um, but when our first son came along, I realized that uh, if I went on vacation or, you know, went to the hospital to, to be with my son or, or my wife that just given birth, the company disappeared. So, you know, it was time to, to systemize things and, and create a company. And, and that's what we've been doing for the past decade or so. Um, so that's kind of my role is, is that executive, you know, C-suite um, level leader that, that kind of points the way for things and makes sure that uh, all the things are running properly and all the different texts that that we do keep, um, we keep them chained up in the basement. We, we feed fish heads and code around. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and that's, that's one of our unique value propositions as well as our, our clients don't ever talk to geeks, mm-hmm. um, because geeks are not pleasant people. <laughs> and so, uh, we, like I said, we keep them chained up. They do the work and they do excellent work, but, um, when they interface with normal humans, um, we, we try not to speak geek and, and, and our, our clients appreciate that. And they're able to deal with things without having to go through the geek world. That is the internet. Well, I, I think that's the, that's one of those areas where people find pleasant because you're right. I'm the kind of person, if you talk to me and it is way above my ability to understand, you, you've lost me. Yeah. And you could be speaking about something so important, but you lost me. Yep. So I think it's a good idea to keep the geeks in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they like it there. They yeah, they like, like it. People either. But, I, but you're, you guys are known for, and I don't know if you, Ashley, you want to share this or you want to share this, uh, Richard. Uh, you're known for giving a website health check. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> what is a website health check? So one of the things that, that we discovered, um, actually I was writing a blog post four or five, six years ago, and I started listing out like all the kind of pitfalls that, that people have. Like I said, you know, those neighbors saying, oh, we've got this problem and that problem. Well, that, that started it. But then as the years went by, I started making a list of all the, the, the geek things that you have to worry about to have a website, even though you're not a geek when you're a normal human. And, and it's, a, it's a beating. Um, everything from, you know, your domain to your DNS settings, to your, to your MX records, to your, you know, not just the HTML and your SEO and all the other alphabet soup that's out there as I, as I lapse into geek speak myself, but all that stuff is interdependent when it has a good website and websites are mission critical now. So if any one of those little pieces goes bad, the whole thing's toast. Mm -hmm. And that means that then the person that's running their business, the small business owner, who's usually, you know, chief cook and bottle washer is not cooking and, and washing bottles anymore, they're dealing with their website. And so to prevent that, we want to make sure that they go in and they, it's partially automated. They can go and put their email address in, or I'm sorry, their, their domain in there 
and it'll do a bunch of checks from a robot and then they'll contact us and we'll finish it out and actually look at it as a human. We do that free of charge. Excellent. Guys, hear that free of charge, a website health check. I've never heard of a website health check. That's pretty unique. But Ashley, you're also involved in connecting people. We've had guests so far on the show that are all about connecting people. What are you doing in your world to sort of connect people here in Dallas? I actually connect nationwide, and that's one of the things that I seek out specifically. And I think part of it comes from the nursing background. Some of it comes from the photography, but really it's all about nurturing and consulting and working in your image and branding and the health of your website and company. So it's all integrated together in that relationship building and connecting. How I specifically do that is whenever I see someone in need that has reached out to me, that's the first thing on my mind. How can I help you? I always say, how can I be of service? And our tagline specifically is, we will build your website so that you can build your business. And that's really what we want to do. We want to help you build your business. And so collaborations are really big for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say for me, but really... I want to see the people that are the low man on the totem pole and really struggling because I want to bring them up. There are people that have spent $30,000 on a website. Yeah. That is not yeah. what that is not what we charge. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know, that's not a normal fee. Um, we've seen people being taken advantage and that's why we have the website Health Check so that we can connect that way. Uh, we have events like we've got a Mother's Day event coming up. Anytime there's a holiday, we try to do headshots. Um, we do client launches to make sure that there's a live website and there's a celebration and press party and um, uh, collaborations all over the nation. Yeah, because, I mean, it really is the wild, wild west out there when the web design industry. It's it's fairly new and there's no rules. There's no law. There's no case law governing any of this. Mm. Any any Tom, Dick, or Harry can hang out a shingle and say he's a webmaster and, and charge whatever he wants. You know, right. and, and as long as somebody writes him a check, then that's what they get. And, and they can get so badly destroyed. We get so many horror stories about stuff like that. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you guys are out here defending and looking out for the folks, <laughs> at least when it comes to web design, uh, web security, web health check, and connecting people with the, the right resources to thrive. So that's why you guys are on the show. I appreciate you being here. Where can people learn more about your web guys? Obviously, you can go to yourwebguys.net. Um, that is our website. It's uh, fairly well there. Um, we've got a nice little robot that will answer questions for you or get you in touch with a real human if you want to deal with the human. Um, it gives all kinds of information about what we do, how we do it, and and uh, uh, we'd be happy to sit down with you and at no charge go over your website or your situation and see how we can help and, and what it would cost to do so. And if you're happy to do business with us, that's great. If you don't, then we'll part ways as friends. All right. Well, power couple doing powerful things here in <laughs> DFW and beyond. Thank you for being on the show, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Folks, that's a wrap for this week. Another fantastic show with Thrive-Minded Contact. We're going to have you come back next week. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. Until then, keep thriving.